The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Can I tell you a story about a boy named Harry Kariti? was in my class in Kranai's Yeshiva um, from a non-religious family. So talk about a second look, really being able to look at a person. So he, um, he wasn't religious. He got kicked out of Crown Heights Yeshiva in sixth grade, was a real big troublemaker, never made it to my class, never made it to eighth grade, and was very angry at the school. His brother was in our school, very angry at the school for kicking him out. There was nothing I could do. I tried, but he did some crazy stuff in the English department, and they weren't listening to what it, there was no one to talk about. He was thrown out. He ended up in public school, and because if you're not in our yeshiva, you're in public school. Went totally off the derech, became a Buddhist. I went to his older brother's wedding. Now, in the old days, when I was a religious rabbi in Crown Heights Yeshiva, when all these kids were not religious, so they had these bar mitzvahs, and they had, and they had or weddings, and they had what's called the Havanagila dance. So all the rabbis, they put a bechitza up, and the Goyesha non-Jewish band only knew how to play one Jewish song, Havanagila, that's all they knew. So the rabbis would, would dance with the boy, the Havanagila dance, which is two, three minutes, and then the dance is over, the bechitza comes down, and they're playing rock and roll, and the whole place is going crazy. So we always had a Havanagila dance. I came to this wedding. I was very close with Scott, his older brother, also not religious. I came to the wedding, and you can imagine nobody was really dressed much. And I sat down at the table, sat down on the table after the chuppah, and we're waiting for the Havanagila dance. And I'm sitting at the table, and Howie, the guy that got kicked up that ended up in public school, is sitting there with a girl on his lap. And I don't have to explain in a shul what they were doing in front of me. He was doing it just to hurt me. Just to hurt me. Tattoos of Buddha on his arms, like totally. So I looked at him and I was like, the fire in me was like, what are you doing? Like, come on, I'm, I'm Rabbi Wallerstein. What do you, what do you, what do you what, do this outside? What are you doing this in my face for? What are you trying to prove? Right? Well, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Anyway, I walked over to him and there's about some nangi where I'm like, owie, you want to dance with Rebbe? So he asked the girl who's on his lap, do you mind if I get up and dance with the rabbi? And she made the biggest mistake she ever did in her life. She said, go ahead. So he gets up, and we're dancing, and I'm thinking, I got to do something here. And I give him this big, fat kiss on his right cheek, and I'm like, Howie, girl, no girl, I don't care what you're doing. I love you, and I never would have thrown you out of school. And then I gave him a kiss on his other cheek. I said, but you're going to hell. That's what I told him. Both sides. I didn't say Gehenna. I said it because I knew what he would understand. And he said, what's the problem, Rebbe? I'm like, Buddhist? Come on, it's Avedi Zara. Muslim is really bad, but Buddhist is Avedi Zara. He says, you don't understand anything about that religion. I'm like, why don't you come? I was giving Chabura every Tuesday night. I said, why don't you come to my Chabura and explain it to the, explain it to me. Why would you bow that? Why would you believe in a little fat guy that couldn't lose two pounds? He had his belly out there all his whole life, he's the same size. I never saw a small Buddha. They all looked the same. I was making fun of which getting him very angry. And his, the girlfriend was also a Buddhist. She was the one who brought him into Buddhism. Temple, the whole thing, into it. I said, come to, come to, come to the Chabura and let's hear all about it. But don't bring her. He comes to Chabura and he gets up. He talks about it. I did know a lot about it. I studied all this stuff. I ripped him apart. And I said, now the deal is, Next week, you got to hear what I have to say about our religion. Fair. To make a long story short, Baruch Hashem, I got him. And I was going to Eretz Yisrael for Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, and I said, 
just come, just come with me. I had to get him away from the girl. Just come with me for Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. He ended up staying there. He ended up, I sent him to Eshat Torah. It was too brainy for him. He liked the food is all this emotion and humming. They don't do that in Eshat Torah. They don't do humming, right? They're, 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 they're more logical and brainiac. And he needed like, so where did he go? Where did he end up, everybody? The Breslov wasn't happening yet at that time. I'm going way back. Lubavitch. He went to Lubavitch. And he became a Lubavitcher. And he stayed in Eretz Yisrael. And then one day, he calls me up. And he says, I want to get married. Now, this guy's got tattoos from here till here, from here till here, on his neck, like, but under his shirt, whatever. And what happened in Lubavitch is that he never took off his sweater. Like, the other guys never saw those boot. They're Buddhas. Like, if, if you bend down to pick up a pen, you're serving a Vajazara. Because he's kidding, whatever. But he's got, he's got all these tattoos. So he said, what girl is ever going to marry me? Look at me. Look what I look like. I knew what he looked like. Like, there's a girl out there. Maybe with tattoos, then you get married, you'll have baby tattoos. I said, but there's a girl out there that'll understand you. I said, but I don't think in America. Stay in Eretz Yisrael. Let's see if you can find someone that'll understand you. Okay. He's there. He calls me up. He says, his, his Rosh Hashiva just read him a girl from Kfar Chabad, a Lubavitcher girl. Should he go out with her? I'm like, listen, the tattoos, are t- we can't get them off. They're too, much, they're too big. I'm like, go out with her. If she doesn't understand it. So it won't work. You're going you're gonna to find someone, not Tavake, that's going to accept you and you're going to see past that. Okay. He goes out with this girl five times and it's happening. And he calls me up and he says, she doesn't know I have tattoos. I said, don't tell her till the fifth time because then she'll like you. And then maybe she'll look the other way. If you're going to tell her up front, by the way, I got booty here and booty here. It ain't happening. So let, let's go out five times and then we'll tell her and we'll see what happens. So he's like, well, he's like a little baby. He's like, well, nervous. How do I tell him? When do I tell him? Beginning of the day, the middle of the day. How do I tell him? Show without. I'm like, Hashem will help you. Whatever it is, Hashem will help you. Okay. Listen to this, who this girl is. So he goes out on this date. He calls me up afterwards. He's like crying. He's like, Rebbe, I love Hashem. I love you. I love everything. I'm like, okay, I guess we're getting engaged, aren't we? He says, you're not going to believe who she is. I'm like, tell me what happened. He says, so we're sitting in the car at the end of the day. I can't tell her during the day. I can't. I can't. I'm trying. I can't. And he says, there's something I need to tell you. She's thinking he's proposing. So you have a girl sitting there that's thinking, guy saying, Hasidish, right? He's a babish, that there's something I need to tell you. She's thinking, will you marry me? Not, I got tattoos. That's not what she's thinking. So she goes, you could tell me anything. He says, you know what? Telling you is not enough. I want to show it to you. So now she's thinking, here comes the ring, right? It's playing, it's, it's making sense. She's going to, she's going to, he doesn't know how to say, he's a little funny socially. He doesn't say, will you marry me? He's going to open a bar, right? So she's thinking like that. And he takes his jacket sleeve off. She doesn't know what he's doing at this point. And he pulls his shirt up. And he says, I have another one like that on my chest. And I have another one like that on my other arm. And I fully understand if you don't want to marry me. I mean, could you imagine such a moment? She thinks he's proposing. And now she's finding out the guy she's going with has Buddhas all over him. Snakes, cobras, Buddhas, you name it. She looks at Howie and she says, I don't see anything. I only see the tattoo on your soul. And that tattoo is a yud of hey. If you want me to marry you, I will marry you. They're married. They have three kids. They live in B'nai Barak. Chassidah looks more religious than me. A girl was able to see past the first look. A person has that ability. She married him. She said, I don't see it. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. 
StoriesToInspire.org.